Wednesday, July 18th, 2018, you are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from Denver, Colorado. We are here in the Mile High City, and we are back again for another day of talking sports with what is a dose of common sense that is desperately needed maybe just a tiny bit of sarcasm here or there. You know, we pride ourselves on having a little bit of both here at The Dose. We are doing our best to keep you entertained and informed every single day. Happy Wednesday to you. We have made it halfway through the week here. Not sure if you watched the Major League Baseball All-Star Game that took place last night in Washington, D.C. Hey, if baseball usually puts you to sleep, what did an exhibition of baseball do to you? I actually didn't watch it. I want to talk a little bit about some baseball a little bit later today. Hey, if you would like to contact the show, let us know if you enjoyed the All-Star Game last night. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosports at gmail.com. Or you can go over to Facebook or Twitter and find us over there. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. Maybe you've got a question. Maybe you have a comment. Maybe you need some advice. Whatever it may be, feel free to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. You know, we do hear from people over on Facebook or Twitter might come in with a question, might say, hey, what did you think about this? If it's something that we can use on the show, a lot of times we'll bring it on the show. If not, we'll at least respond to you and give you an answer to your question or answer to your suggestion. But always know that you can reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Hey, today on the show, of course, we do have to get to a number of things coming out in the world of breaking news. We want to discuss those. But we also have a few other things to get to today. You know, talking a little bit about that Major League Baseball All-Star game last night, been doing some thinking about Major League Baseball. And if you listen to the show much, you probably know where I'm coming in at on Major League Baseball. Sometimes I struggle a little bit with that game. They seem to be a little bit behind the times sometimes. We're going to be discussing some Major League Baseball a little bit today. Plus, as we do on many Wednesdays, we will have to get to our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings. Hump Day! And take a look at something that we're going to want to keep in mind as we continue this NBA offseason. Our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings are going to be a little bit NBA flavored today. A couple things we want to get to in the world of breaking news. Speaking of Major League Baseball, it sounds like the Baltimore Orioles have the structure of a deal in place to move Manny Machado. They're saying last night's All-Star Game appearance might have been his final one in a Baltimore uniform. The Orioles apparently were going through medical records. They were going through other paperwork involved in a transaction. And, you know, we don't know which team is dealing for Manny Machado. You would think the Los Angeles Dodgers are going to be in play. You would think maybe the Philadelphia Phillies or the Milwaukee Brewers could be in play for Manny Machado. But, you know, the Orioles need to make a move here. They can't afford to just sit around and say, hey, we're not going to move him. We're just going to hold tight because he's going to be able to leave on his own very, very soon. Expect a deal to be coming across the board, maybe even today. We'll keep an eye on that. Manny Machado could be on the move, and wherever he goes, if he goes to one of those NL teams, it could help them significantly. Moving over to the NFL, you know, Le'Veon Bell may sit out some preseason activities, at least according to some experts out there. But it sounds like New England Patriots tied in Rob Gronkowski. They are saying he is expected to report to Patriots training camp next week. He'll be in on time. You know, there's been a lot of questions about whether Gronk was going to report to camp because he does have that ongoing contract negotiation and he does want a new deal, and it sounded like he might be holding out over the summer. Gronkowski's offseason, it's been a little bit weird. There were reports 
that he was considering retirement. He's had a ton of injuries. He's had a lot of serious injuries. Back and knee and head, those aren't things you want to mess around with, are they? Plus, there were also reports that Gronk wasn't happy with the culture and the atmosphere of the New England Patriots. But then now we're hearing, hey, he's going to show up. He's going to show up on time. He's not really going to miss any of the preseason stuff. And you know, it's kind of funny because we have started to hear that a lot about the New England Patriots, haven't we? We've started to hear how players are kind of sick of the atmosphere there. They're sick of the Belichick stuff there. They're sick of the Patriot way. And they're tired of the constant criticism, being under the microscope all the time. You just have eyeballs on you like 24-7 when you're a New England Patriot. But you know what those players aren't sick of? They're not sick of winning. Hey, Gronkowski can go to Cleveland if he wants to. He wouldn't have to deal with half as much as what he's dealing with now. But you know he does get to win in New England. And I think that's why he's going to swallow all this stuff. He's going to put all that stuff aside and say, yeah, I'm still going to show up on time because I still want to play. And you know what? I kind of like playing for a really good team. I like playing in a really good system. Yes, it has its downfalls. Yes, sometimes it gets a little old. But I don't think you want to go somewhere else, do you? I don't think you want to go somewhere where you're going to be losing every single year. That wears on you. Because then when you're getting hurt, you don't want to hurry back. Right now when Gronk gets hurt, I think he wants to get back out on the field as soon as possible. And that's why I think he's going to be back in training camp as soon as he can be. Also in the NFL, the Los Angeles Rams have signed wide receiver Brandon Cooks to a five-year contract extension, the team announced yesterday. That deal is worth $80 million, even though Brandon Cooks has yet to even step on the field for a single snap for the Rams. A little bit weird, isn't it? Now, I understand it's really good news for LA because I don't think they wanted Brandon Cooks to go the same route as like Sammy Watkins did. Remember, Sammy Watkins basically walked away for nothing at the end of last year. You have an investment. You want to keep that investment. You don't just want that player walking away. So that should be good news, isn't it? Except for one small detail. Don't forget that defensive lineman Aaron Donald, he's still waiting for his new contract. And he's been busting his butt for the past four seasons. And somehow Brandon Cooks gets a big deal before him? Yeah, if I'm Aaron Donald, I'm not real happy about that. I mean... I have proven on the field, I will do what it takes. I am productive. You've got a guy that just showed up here. You're giving him a big deal. That big deal for me had better be coming very, very soon. Because if not, yeah, we're going to be in the middle of a bitter, bitter contract negotiation. If I'm Aaron Donald, I'm not very happy about seeing Brandon Cooks get all that money considering he's never even played a snap for this franchise. I've done everything you've asked of me. Going to be interesting to keep an eye on what Aaron Donald ends up getting in his deal. Finally, we'll finish up with the NBA. And here's the question that I have. Who is going to get San Antonio Spurs guard Kawhi Leonard? A lot of speculation this offseason. Could he be headed to Los Angeles to join LeBron James and the Lakers? Could he be going to Philadelphia and team up with the 76ers? Or could he maybe somehow fix things, and stay in San Antonio. Well, according to an NBA expert, it's not any of those teams. 
He's saying the Toronto Raptors are the favorite to land the San Antonio Spurs star. During an appearance on the Low Post podcast, ESPN's Brian Windhorse says that the Los Angeles Lakers and the Philadelphia 76ers could be backing out of trying to bid on Kawhi Leonard, clearing the way for the Toronto Raptors. According to Windhorse, I think the Raptors are in the driver's seat for Kawhi because I think the Lakers have given up and I think the Sixers have given up. And with the Nets, Bulls, and Hawks spending most of their cap space, it makes it harder to assemble a multi-team trade. I think right now, the Toronto Raptors are in the driver's seat for Kawhi Leonard. Can you picture Kawhi Leonard as a member of the Toronto Raptors? I mean, hey, Toronto needs to shake things up. We have seen what they have. Like, we've seen the best of Toronto, and it ends up eventually being the worst of Toronto. We already know what they have, don't we? They've got Kyle Lowry, they've got DeMar DeRozan, and then when it gets to the playoff time, those two kind of disappear. They take really, really bad shots, they have a really, really low shooting percentage, and they get knocked out of the playoffs far earlier than they should. We've already seen how that ends. And don't they say the definition of insanity is trying the same thing again and again and again and expecting a different result? And based on that, maybe Toronto does go out and say, hey, we're going to try to make a deal for Kawhi. We think we can get Kawhi. We think he might shake things up and could give us a different look that maybe we could have some postseason success, especially now that our nemesis, LeBron James, is gone. He's in L.A. now. Well, now, wait a second. Before we get to Leonard being a Toronto Raptor, now there is a report that Kawhi Leonard is considering participating in the USA Basketball National Team's minicamp in Las Vegas next week. Well, that could change some things. Because don't forget that San Antonio Spurs head coach Greg Popovich is the head coach of Team USA Basketball until 2020. So if Kawhi is actually considering going to minicamp and playing for Greg Popovich, does that mean maybe they are mending some fences? Does that mean maybe they are figuring some things out and they're going to work it out and Kawhi is going to remain in San Antonio? I know that I was surprised to hear that Kawhi was considering participation with Team USA. I didn't think that was going to be the case. If he does, it makes me think the Spurs actually still may find a way to hold on to him. I know there's a lot of teams holding their breath, hoping they could get him. He could change their fortunes. Let's keep an eye on this because he may be staying in San Antonio. Hey, coming back. You know, the NFL is suffering from a lack of must-see players. I mean, you look around the league, how many players are you just rushing home to see? It's honestly not that many. But you know, if you look around right now, Major League Baseball, they honestly, they don't suffer from that at all. Last night, we saw the stars in the All-Star game. They have a ton of them. And yet... Major League Baseball has a number of things to be concerned about. You know, we have talked about this in the NFL. And when we look around at the lagging TV ratings that we've seen lately, I know there are a number of reasons for it. We looked at it and we said, well, it's a political thing. It's the kneeling thing. It's a number of different things. And yes, we can discuss the kneeling. And we can discuss the head injuries and all those things. You know, there is a little bit of a feeling right now that the NFL could be, how to explain this, a little like the tobacco industry. 
They could be on borrowed time because of all the health ramifications. Now, will the NFL just go away? No, I don't think so. But could it go the way of boxing where it's not as big as it once was? Maybe. But you know, one thing that I think the NFL is suffering from currently is the fact that there aren't that many must-see players. Players that, like I said, you want to rush home and be sure you watch. Hey, set the recorder. I've got to see this guy play. Today in the NFL, how many must-see players are there? I mean, we can count through them probably real quick. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Rob Gronkowski, J.J. Watt, I guess those two, if they're ever healthy, they rarely are. Maybe we have a few young guys we throw in there. Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, Odell Beckham Jr. How many players are there, honestly, though, that you're like, I have to see them. They're on, say, Monday Night Football. I've got to rush home and I have to see them. We might have just named all of them. Is there anyone that you are rushing home to see? Is there anyone that you are making sure that you are going to watch besides just your favorite team? Honestly, there's not that many. Now, if you look in the NBA, we have a few more. The difference in the NBA is they play so many games that, again, it's not always must-see. But, I mean, the NBA does have some must-see players. The Warriors, of course, have Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. Houston has James Harden. They have CP3. Now the Lakers have LeBron James. I mean, Anthony Davis. Russell Westbrook. Milwaukee has Giannis. Boston has a few guys, I guess. I don't know, Damian Lillard. Kind of running out there, I guess. I'm not saying that they are must-see every night, but you do kind of pause when those players are on your screen, don't you? Like, if you're just going through and you're clicking through the channels, maybe you weren't even looking to watch a game. If you're flipping through and you see Russell Westbrook tearing down the court with the ball, you probably pause and go, okay, how's this going to end up? Must-see TV. But what about Major League Baseball? Who are the guys in Major League Baseball that actually get you to tune in, that actually get you to pause on that television channel? Because again, we know there are a million games in baseball. There's so many games. There's 20 games every single night. There's a million games. But who are the players that actually get you to tune in and watch? There are a number of them. There's a lot of them. Let's just go through a few. The Los Angeles Angels. They've got Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. And the Angels aren't great, but these two are incredibly fun to watch. Trout is the best player in Major League Baseball at just 26. And Otani, honestly, he might be the most fascinating player in Major League Baseball right now because he can do so many things and he does them so well. The Boston Red Sox, they've got Mookie Betts. And I'll say that Mike Trout is the best player in baseball, but hey, Mookie Betts is right there. What can't he do? Contact, power, speed, fielding, Mookie Betts is incredible. And again, he's only 25 years old. The Washington Nationals. We saw the all-star festivities being played in Washington. Look at a few players they have. Starting pitcher, Max Scherzer. Now, Scherzer might not be the best pitcher in baseball. I don't know. I don't know that he has the greatest stuff, but tell me someone out there who is as unhittable as Max Scherzer. He dominates on the mound. Bryce Harper, yes, he's slumping a little bit this season, but you still know he's capable of coming up with big plays at any time because he's so insanely talented. You look at a team like the New York Yankees with Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton when they are coming up in the lineup. Like, you have to just kind of watch, don't you? These guys crush the baseball. They already have 48 combined home runs this season. That's insane. 
Those are two must-see players there. The Houston Astros have a number of players. Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander. You just turn into an Astros game, you're going to see some great players. And you know, it doesn't have to be the best teams to see quality talent. Take a look at someone like Colorado Rockies third baseman, Nolan Arenado. Yes, the Rockies are about as flaky of a franchise as there is, but if you tune into a Colorado game, you're going to see one of the best gloves in all of baseball. I mean, too bad for Arenado, he's stuck on a bad team. We talked earlier in the show about Manny Machado, another guy stuck on a bad team that could be moving very, very soon. The Cleveland Indians have Jose Ramirez. They've got Francisco Lindor. And I know that neither one of those guys are very big, but they are both very, very talented. Lindor might be the best shortstop in all of baseball. His swing is so quick, and it is still so powerful. Cleveland Indians have some serious talent on that roster. Another player that is worth your time to watch, but is stuck on a bad team. What about Cincinnati Reds first baseman, Joey Votto? He recognizes pitches so quickly, and he rarely chases bad ones. Plus, like he's a legitimately funny guy. If you ever hear Votto speaking, don't turn the channel. You will be entertained. You look at the Los Angeles Dodgers, and we know they are loaded with talent. And we know that Clayton Kershaw is battling injuries again, but when Kershaw is on the mound, I actually watch baseball. His winning percentage is insane. His career ERA ranks him among the all-time greats. You can make a case that Clayton Kershaw is the best pitcher of all time. I'm not sure that I agree with that, but you can make a case. Speaking of great pitchers, we talked about him yesterday. New York Mets starting pitcher Jacob DeGrom, and I know he's stuck on a bad team right now, but... That dude is a true ace. He can completely dominate your lineup. He just can't get any run support. The Chicago Cubs have Javier Baez. And I know that the analytics nerds don't always like his game, but that dude just makes plays. He's so talented in the field. And, I mean, he's heating up the plate. He's already got 19 home runs this year. Definitely one of the most watchable players in Major League Baseball. And as I look at Major League Baseball, and I see a number of these players, and I realize there are a number of other players that you might tune in for. There are a number of other players that are, I guess you'd say, must-see TV. The bottom line at the end of the day is this. For all of those stars that Major League Baseball has, we saw them on display last night. There's some really interesting players there. And you know what? Yeah, we're still not watching. <laughs> Both television ratings and game attendance numbers are down. And here's what had me kind of thinking. On Sunday, the 2018 FIFA World Cup wrapped up with France winning the title over Croatia. And I know you're probably already hearing about how the TV ratings in the United States were down a little from 2014. But consider one thing. I saw something this year that I never, ever thought I would see. The 2018 World Cup, it's over. And yes, the ratings were a little bit down, but think of this. The ratings for Sunday's final, only down by 15%. They say that that final game between France and Croatia had an 8.3 rating among American households. Now that's down from 9.7 in 2014. But that game did start at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. How many people are getting up that early on a Sunday morning to watch that? When I look at Major League Baseball and I watch this 2018 World Cup, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the United States watched the World Cup and we didn't have a team in it. It wasn't like we had a team in it. We kind of got invested because of that and we continued to watch it. 
the United States wasn't in it at all. No rooting interest whatsoever from the sense of our team participating in any way. Here is the thing that I'm wondering. Could we possibly, maybe, actually see a day coming very soon where Americans are watching an international soccer tournament over baseball? What? No. No, that's impossible. There's no way. That will never happen in our lifetime. It might be happening right now. And you know, when you think of that, there are some appealing aspects to soccer over baseball. Think of this now. A generation of Americans has been playing soccer because they saw a boom in that sport back in the 70s. Because back in the 70s, you were like, hey, we want to put our kids into something. Football's kind of violent. Basketball, there's only so many kids. Oh, soccer, we can put 11 kids out there, let them run up and down the field outside. Yes, we'll keep them all busy. Let's do that. So we saw this boom in soccer in the 70s. Now you've had a generation of kids raised that understand the game a little. No, they might not get all the nuanced play, but they understand it a little because a lot of them have played. The game has no real stoppage. It's constant. There's not a guy walks up to the plate, stands there, takes off his gloves, puts his gloves on, takes off his helmet, puts his helmet on, checks his shin protector, takes it off, puts it back on, and then gets ready. Oh, and then one pitch, ball one, and he's going to do all that again. There's not that stoppage. It's a constant moving game. And most important, and I think the biggest difference, especially for the young kids coming up, because we've talked about on the show before, baseball is a game that is being watched by an older generation. For the younger generation, you can watch an entire soccer game in under probably two hours. Compare that to the constant stoppage you see in baseball and the four-hour games that are becoming the norm. It is crazy to think about, but I am seriously starting to wonder, is international soccer going to eclipse Major League Baseball in the United States of America? Never thought I'd say that. Never thought we would ever, ever see that. I am beginning to wonder, because how many American households can name that many players in the International Soccer League? We just discussed, there are some household names in Major League Baseball. There are some stars in Major League Baseball. They're not suffering like the NFL is from a lack of star power. They've got some really good players in baseball. And we're still not watching. World Cup soccer drew about the same share as a World Series game. I never ever thought I would see the day. Hey, coming back, speaking of the NBA, we know that free agency is beginning to wind down now. Most of the big names have been signed, but here is a question that I have for you. As we are looking, there are still a few players that are still available, but does anyone have any money to spend? Our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings will answer that when we get back. Just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping to do, you might want to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles that feature your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, and your favorite video games. July's Loot Crate theme is out, and it is only available for a few more days, so if you want to get July's Loot Crate theme, you need to hustle. It features items from Ant-Man vs. Wasp, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Adventure Time. And you know, this month's crate doesn't come with just one t-shirt. You're going to get two. The best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, be sure that you type Daily Dose in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order. So, you know, on Wednesdays, we like to take a look at something, I don't know, somewhat current. Maybe get some stats. Maybe get some actual numbers involved. And make a ranking that's not really an opinion ranking. 
It's more just a numbers ranking. It's more just stats. Here is something that is fact that can't really be argued with. So today on our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings, Hump Day, we are taking a look at NBA teams that still actually have, you know, some money. Because we discussed NBA free agency a little yesterday. We looked at some of the winners and losers. But free agency is not over. We do still have a few players out there that are available. But does anyone have any money left to spend? Honestly, no, not that much. With the moves that the Lakers and the Thunder and the Rockets and the Pacers, with the move that they have all made, there are just less teams with any money left over. Is there a free agent out there that you are wishing your favorite team would go sign? Well, honestly, if they haven't, it's probably because they don't have any money. Let's take a look at the teams that have any cash to still spend on our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings. Coming in at number five, we have the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, the Lakers are technically just barely over the cap in practical cap space. That puts them at number five. They're actually about $500,000 over the cap. And that just kind of tells you how upside down NBA teams currently are. Remember the summer, what was it, two years ago, I think? When we were just seeing teams come out and spend money on free agents like drunken sailors. Yeah, those days are over because the fifth best team in the league right now is the Los Angeles Lakers. And they're a half a million dollars over the cap. They come in at number five. Moving on to number four, the Dallas Mavericks, they have definitely made some solid roster moves this offseason. They drafted Luka Doncic, they drafted Jalen Brunson, and then they went out and signed DeAndre Jordan in free agency. Now they're probably tapped out. I don't think they can make any more moves because they are down to less than a million dollars in cap space. They've got 641 grand that they can spend. But on the plus side, the Mavericks should be significantly better this next year than they were last year. They come in at number four. At number three, we have the Chicago Bulls who have quietly been pretty busy this offseason. First, they had to match Sacramento's offer to keep restricted free agent Zach Levine. Then they went out and they signed Jabari Parker to a two-year deal worth $40 million. Levine and Parker can't defend whatsoever, but they might make the Bulls more interesting on offense. Now, the Chicago Bulls still have about $6 million in space. I guess they could go out and try to find a bargain, but honestly, with Zach Levine and with Jabari Parker, you might want to just keep $6 million around, I don't know, for let's just say medical expenses. Because we know those two usually end up needing that. So just hold on to that money for now, Chicago. Coming in at number two, we have the Atlanta Hawks who still need a few more pieces, but I don't think they have enough cash to really do anything. Atlanta spent their number five overall pick in the draft on Oklahoma point guard Trey Young. I don't have any idea what Trey Young is going to end up doing. He started off really, really slow in the NBA Summer League. It seems like he's improving a little, if that means anything. I don't know. The Hawks went out and signed Jeremy Lin. I guess there's that. Right now, the Atlanta Hawks have $8.5 million left if they want to try to find someone new, but I'm not sure that's going to be enough to get as much as they need. They come in at number two. Okay, so we have basically looked at four teams that don't have much money. If there is still one team out there that can make a play for a free agent this offseason, it is our number one team, the Sacramento Kings. They still have $20.5 million in cap space after trading Ben McLemore yesterday. 
That got them an additional million dollars. And you know, it might sound crazy, but I think the Sacramento Kings are actually getting better. I can't believe I'm saying that. De'Arna Fox, Marvin Bagley, Zach Randolph, Willie Cauley-Stein. Okay, there's like some pieces there. They're not great pieces, but there are some pieces there. Now, do the Kings try to bring back Vince Carter? Can they talk him into coming back? Could they go get someone like a Joe Johnson or maybe a Jamal Crawford? Don't forget Marcus Smart is still out there. The Kings could add another player or maybe two or even three because like I said, they do have $20 million. The interesting part about this is the West just gets tougher. We know the Golden States. We know the Houstons, the Oklahoma Cities, the Portlands. We know those teams are tough. That's not all now. You have Phoenix. You have Dallas. Of course, you have the Lakers. Plus, you have the Utahs and the Minnesotas and the Denvers and even the Sacramentos. The NBA Western Conference is just absolutely ridiculous. The teams over there are just so, so stacked. The NBA is going to be very interesting this year. And the NBA Western Conference is just going to be loaded this year. Hey, tomorrow on The Dose, we are going to, of course, be taking a look at some of the latest breaking sports news. And, you know, I was watching a story on the news while I was away on vacation. And it kind of made me think of something that we might need to talk about. Plus, on Thursdays, as we usually do, we will have our Daily Dose sports media overreactions of the week. I'm not sure there's going to be that many right now at this time of the year, but we'll take a look at what is out there. Got to make sure that you tune in tomorrow. Hey, I have to say thank you all so much for listening to and for sharing the show. Thank you so much for the emails, the texts, and the tweets. If you would like to contact us, hit us up at dailydosports at gmail.com or find us over on Facebook or Twitter. We would love to hear from you. I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a wonderful Wednesday.